And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here again with our weekly Thursday somewhat fight talk, UFC, Bellator, all that type of stuff. Sorry about last week that we didn't have a show, me and shoulders, uh, kind of some scheduling stuff. I went to a Flyers game with my youngest uh, Saturday, so then Friday... I also had a Baby Pens game. They might be uh, leaving Wilkes-Barre, so I was trying to get to some of the the games for, for a little, you know, like one last time type deal. But but we're back again this week. Uh, me today, shoulders and me. Hopefully tomorrow night, and maybe possibly working on a surprise uh, episode uh, Saturday, depending on how and what t- happens tomorrow. But um, interesting week in the fight news. Uh, once again, Conor McGregor is in the news, um, retiring, and then less than 24 hours later, supposedly being investigated for um, a sexual assault. And also, we're going to talk about uh, Dana White finally closing the door on a 165-pound division in UFC. I kind of agree with them, but I kind of don't. We'll get into that. But before we get into all that stuff, uh, if you head over to Twitter, uh, you can follow my personal one at JimboSTSports. You can follow the show at ST Sports Podcast. You could follow Shoulder at Shoulders underscore Bro. Also, you can find our show on iTunes and Spotify, TuneIn, all the, all the major platforms um, that are out there. There's some smaller ones like Stitcher and stuff like that that you can find us too. But they're the main ones that you could find. Um, Want to give a congratulations to Belly Up Sports. They hit 10,000 followers. Uh, I believe it was yesterday. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh I write articles for them, so I, you know, I wanted to give them a little shout out. Shout out. Um, I wrote uh, an article this past week about my youngest's uh, first experience to a live Flyers game. Like I said, we went this past Saturday against the Islanders. We lost, but definitely a, a fun and interesting um, experience for me and him, uh, both being the Flyers fans. The oldest is a Penguins fan, but hey, not everybody could be perfect. But enough with that. Uh, like I said, um, Dana White said no go to the 165-pound division. A lot of fans and fighters were hoping for it. I kind of was, and my main reason was uh, it seemed like a lot of the the 155-pound guys and the um, 170-pound guys are having a hard time uh, making weight, whether it be you know, the 170 pound guys being under or 155 pounds being over. You know, it, 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 it would make things interesting. You know, I think maybe you could um, 
get rid of one of those divisions as far as the weight class, like change it, change the weight class, you know, maybe keep the same title of uh, 155 or what's 155 lightweight and 170 swelterweight. Just change it to, uh, you know, 165, whether it be the 155 one you want to get rid of or the 165. But in a interview this past week, Dana White was quoted in saying, not in the next seven years that I promise. Um, the seven years is, of course, referring to them re-upping with ESPN, with the ESPN Plus app that they signed, I believe, towards the end of the last year that just started in January. I think it was a two-year contract that they signed. Now it's going to be you know, seven or nine more years. Um, he also went on to say, I'm here for seven more years. When I go, they can make a 180, 165, 122, whatever they want to do when I'm gone, they can do it. It ain't happening while I'm here. What's the appeal in it? Now, here's the thing, though, about that statement. Didn't he say that about the women's division? And then Ronda Rousey pleaded with them and uh, start the division. Um, and it, it's turning out to be one of the, the better divisions in the UFC. It's very entertaining, and they're getting some good fighters uh, in, in those divisions as well. Now, granted, Ronda Rousey ran through a lot of the women in the beginning, and like I always have said, that the talent had finally caught up to Ronda Rousey with the arm bars being the only move that she would finish with. But now you got you know Holly Holm, you have uh, Amanda Nunez, coming on now, which she wasn't the greatest in the beginning of her career, but her talent finally is coming out. Um, you have uh, Joanna, uh, uh, I forget how you pronounce her last name. I, I don't even want to attempt it. She might be listening and come and kick my ass. But now this statement that Dana White did say, I could see his point of this. He said, um, a lot of guys who know they can't win at either 170 or 155, would all jump ship. If you look at our 170 and 155 division, they're stacked. You got Usman, who's the champion. Woodley, who he just beat. Covington, Wonderboy, who got knocked out this past weekend. I mean, and then Anthony Pettis is in there too. Uh, Masvidal, Askren, Till, uh, Robbie Lawler. You know, that's the... That's his 170, he said. Uh, lightweights at 155, you got Habib, Connor. We'll touch on that. Uh, Tony Ferguson, Dustin Poirier, La Quinta, uh, Kevin Lee, who's moving over to welterweight to make it even better, and Edson Barboza, who's fighting uh, Justin Gaeth this weekend. Uh, and then you also have uh, Cerrone, Felder. Like, I mean, both divisions are stacked. So I could see as far as a business-wise why he wouldn't want to do it because if you try to combine if you try to combine those two divisions into one it's it's going to be a log jam for years and years and years and it's going to take forever for you know some fighters to get a chance at a a championship fight. So from a business standpoint I could see where he's coming from. I just as a fan, say I buy tickets to see Justin Gaeth, uh, you know, fight Saturday night, and he shows up tomorrow night for the weigh-ins because today's Thursday right now with me recording, 
and he's overweight or underweight, whichever it would be. Now he's going to be out the fight card or, you know, most likely they always do get out the fight card, but sometimes they negotiate a catch weight. Well, you're always still doing a catch weight, so why not, you know, put a 165 there. You know, move 155 up to, you know, 165, make 170, even 175. Make the weight class a little bit closer to um, the requirements. Like, that's the one thing I never understood with weight classes for UFC. With heavyweights, it's 225 is the minimum. 205 is light heavyweight. Then it goes down to 185, which is, you know, a 10-pound difference. Not that much. Then it's a 15-pound difference down to 170. And then another 15 pounds down to 155. So I think if they keep it within 10 pounds of each division, it'll be easier for these fighters to make that weight consistently. But, you know, Uncle Dana said, you know, it's not going to happen. And... Me reading in between the lines, too, does that mean in seven years he's going to retire? I mean, he's not old. I mean, he's probably in his 40s, you know, so he'll probably be 50 or so when that contract is up. You know, and he could be a promoter. I mean, look at Don King. Don King was a promoter, what, into his 60s probably even. Um, So he could be a promoter for a while. But I just don't like he's always very quick to shut down on an idea, you know, and if it wasn't for Ronda Rousey, um, there would be no wins division in the UFC. Now, I still think Gina and Cyborg are the ones that started the women's division in MMA, but Ronda is the one that really brought to the UFC. As much as I don't like her, because I just don't like her attitude, um, she is the reason why there's women fighting in UFC now as well as Bellator. Bellator has brought them on as well. So, with that said, and you know, Dana White made, Dana White made the comment about Connor being the, uh, the 170, 155 pound division. Well, Connor has retired again. So, we'll see how long this one lasts. But, yeah, he announced on Tuesday, I believe it was on uh, Instagram he posted a picture of himself and with a statement that says hey guys quick announcement I've decided to retire from the sport formerly known as mixed martial arts today so I guess mixed martial arts is Prince now (laughs) Um, I wish all my old colleagues well going forward in competition I now join my former partners on this venture already in retirement proper pina coladas on my fellas Listen, I don't buy this for a minute um, because because a couple of things. I mean, let's be honest. He's a businessman. Yes, his whiskey business is doing good. You know, maybe it's doing great. I'm not sure what the numbers are, but I, I know it's doing good enough that he even actually did go on it's, uh, onto Jimmy Fallon the night before and was talking about, obviously, his whiskey and... and everything going on and he he made the comment that um they were in negotiations for a fight in july and he says so we'll see what happens uh but he did make the comment that 
you know, he has enough money in the world to retire now, and he's set for life. His kids are set for life. He has this whiskey business to keep him going. He's 30 years old. Um, I've been saying for a while that he's been kind of going towards the, the Ronda Rousey uh, WWE route. And you got WrestleMania coming up in a month. Actually, I think less than a month now. And I was talking to our good friend King about this. I said, "What you know? It would be kind of funny if they if they signed him. WWE signed him. Do like a Irish Four Horsemen, uh, him Becky Lynch because I don't really watch wrestling like I used to. But King was saying that uh, Connor's been mentioning about you know backing Becky Lynch as a manager or something like that. You know, so if you have Connor, you have Becky Lynch, and then you have Finn Be- uh, Baylor, who's a uh, uh, who's from Ireland as well. You know, it'd be kind of interesting to have like a Irish four horsemen there. But th- like I said, this is not the second time, or this is not the first time that he retired. This is the se- second time he retired back in 2016, which ended up leading to, I believe, the the Habib fight. You know, the, 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 the bus incident happened as well. You know, all that stuff. So I think we're still going to see him fight in July. He's made, he made the comment that also on Jimmy Fallon that he has a, a ton of opponents in front of him and he could pick whoever he wants to fight and this and that. Um, I think he's going to fight Diaz. I think they're going to do the trilogy. I know a lot of people think that Conor lost the second fight as well. I gave him the, the fight. It was a, it was very close, but I thought Connor did more. So a trilogy would definitely bring a lot of money in for UFC. Would bring money in for Connor and Diaz. <coughs> but uh, going to work uh, Tuesday, no yesterday. Going to work yesterday. I was listening to uh, Mike Golick and Trey Wingo talking about Connor's retirement and, and uh, Rob Gronkowski's retirement. And they had um, Brett Akamoto, who's a ESPN writer for the MMA, said the same thing. He doesn't believe this is set in stone with him retiring. It's another money ploy type thing. And he thinks the one stick up in the, the contract negotiation is Connor has said that he wants um, shares or ownership in the UFC and Dana White came out yesterday and said that will never happen. He he texted him about it. He said Connor never really faced him, you know, face to face and talked about it was more through text messages. And if he wants to, to buy shares, he has to do it through you know how everybody else does it. Now with UFC signing this deal with ESPN, I think I think UFC has a has more leverage now than it did back in 2016 you know they have the money now they've always had the money but they have even more money now that would offset the the cost of if connor leaves so here's my three things that i think are going to happen um one is the most likely another is not necessarily a fantasy but my 1% hope that happens, which if you guys have been following uh, the show on Twitter and, and me on Twitter, you kind of know what I'm going at there. And then what I think likely is going to happen. 
most likely what I think is going to happen is come July, he's going to be fighting Diaz. Uh, as a co-main event. I don't think he's going to be a main event. The other the other uh, likely thing I think is going to happen is you're going to see him show up at WrestleMania coming up to like Dropkick Murphys or something, something like that and starting a WWE career because I think Dana White and Vince McMahon have a backdoor agreement with each other for some of these, the, the fighters and some of the um, WD, WWE guys. You know, Brock Lesnar was under contract, but he was allowed to go over to UFC to, to save UFC 200. You know, I, I think there's something going on in the background there. And then there's my 1% uh, hope, I think, would happen. If Connor has all this money that he says he has, does he buy out his contract for UFC, become a free agent, and sign with Bare Knuckle Boxing uh, Fighting Championship? Now, Artem Lobov was interviewed about you know Connor and... He came out and said that, yes, he did ask for his release from UFC. I don't believe he actually got it, though. But he... Or no, he did get it. But the reason why he signed with Bare Knuckle over Bellator was Bare Knuckle will allow him to still go to Bellator or UFC or you know any MMA organization as long as it doesn't affect any showings of Bare Knuckle Boxing which is very smart on bare knuckle boxing. You keep your fighters happy. They'll keep coming back to you and put on good shows. Does Connor go that route? Does Connor sign a, a contract with these guys? Yes, he, he won't make you know a $100 million contract, but uh, Artem said, you know, he only made three or four, three or four million dollars with the Habib fight. Bare knuckle could offer that. So you, you offer Connor that type of deal with freedom to still go to MMA, why not sign it? You know, so I'm hoping that's my one percent fantasy hope that he does, but I I don't think he'll do that. Especially what happened about twelve hours after he uh, retired came out. New York Times came out and said that Conor McGregor is being investigated for a sexual assault. Um, incident back in December over in Ireland. Um, so the case, so what happened was uh, the accuser is a woman in her 20s who claims she had been hanging with friends in South Dublin before ending up at the Be- uh, Beacon Hotel on December 10th. Now, after, um, so that, that happened December 10th, I believe he was arrested in January by Ireland police but then later released and with their policy over there they're not allowed to announce any names until a full investigation um, goes on and you know they, they arrest somebody if this is true if this report is true I cannot see how UFC keeps Connor around he had the bus incident, whether it was staged or not. Hurt people there. There's lawsuits still ongoing with that. He just finished up that community service with that incident. 
And then two weeks ago, he had the incident with, yes, I know it's small, it's the cell phone. But this is big. This is showing a pattern of aggressiveness, of not caring about what he does or what the outcome is of his actions. If this comes out and he is guilty of this, and I'm not saying he is because we never know. It's the old saying, he's he's proven this until... Or he's innocent until proven guilty. He does not come back from this. Um, this is not good. You know, especially with the timing. I know his lawyer said uh, this has nothing to do with the, the retirement of... Or this has nothing to do with his retirement. And, you know, the story is false and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, come on. It's not the first time he's in the news. You know, hopefully this is not true and he gets his name cleared. He moves on to whether he fights in UFC uh, or Bellator or wherever else he, he's, he, he's going to fight. But as of right now, the Irish police are not saying whether McGregor is the suspect of the investigation. It, could, could be one of his entourage guys. It's just that McGregor is part of it. Um, and like I said, the lawyer, his lawyer did say the assumption that Connor retirement announcement today is related uh, to this rumor is absolutely false. She also kind of took a, a shot, I guess, in a way at UFC. Um, it says, should Connor, she said, should Connor fight in the future? It must be in the environment where fires are respected for their value, their skill, their hard work, and their dedication to the sport. Now, kind of go back to my 1% from what it sounds like the agreement that Artem Lobov and Bare Knuckle has. That's, that sounds right up at their, their alleyway, you know, to, to offer him something like that. But he needs to get past this first. You know, um, we'll see what comes about it. Uh, we have a fight coming up this weekend. Uh, it's Justin Gaith against Edson Barboza, which I've seen a couple of um, Gates fights against other com- uh, other fighters, and he's he's a pretty good fighter. And I, I like you know he has power. I think I, I think the last fight I saw him was. Uh, against James Vick, I believe it was, where he just destroyed him, knocked him out cold. And then you got Edson Barboza, who is very good with the kicks. Um, so this is setting up to be a possibly a fight of the year candidate. And UFC is going on two, uh, two weeks in a row with good fights. So it's going to be interesting to see what we have here. I'm trying to pull up the, the fight card real quick so I could give my uh, my picks that I've been doing, which haven't been really doing that well with them. Um, so that's the main event, uh, Justin Gaith versus Edson Barboza. Uh, who else do we have? Of course, this doesn't want to load now. <laughs> so you have... Barboza against Gaith. 
And now my phone is acting up. But yes, it's in Philadelphia. I forgot this is the, the first one since... I think when the Spider Silva fought Forrest Griffin. So it's been quite some time since uh, since UFC's been back to Philly. Um, I didn't go to that one. I didn't feel like paying the $200 a ticket or, you know, whatever it was. So main card, we have... Sodik Yusuf versus... Shaman Morass. It's a featherweight bout. Um, I'm going to go with Morass. I don't think I've seen these two fight yet. So, probably be a toss-up for me. Uh, sorry, I'm still trying to get over a cold here, guys. So, after that fight, you have the light heavyweight bout. Ken, uh, Kennedy Zekchukwu versus Paul Craig. I'll go with Paul Craig. Then... We have the women's strawweight bout, which Carolina Kowakowicz against Michelle Watterson. Michelle Watterson's a very good fighter, um, and so is Carolina. But I'm going to go with Michelle Watterson for this one. I think she tries to get back on the winning streak because I know she was close to... I think she needed to win one more fight to go for the belt. So I'm going to go with her. Then we have a featherweight bout, Josh Emmett versus Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson's starting to get up there a little bit in age. I'm going to go with Josh Emmett. Uh, it should be a good fight. I think it should be a good fight. Both are very good fighters, talented, exciting. Then in the middleweight bout, we have David Branch versus Jack Hermanson. Uh, David Branch is ranked 11th. Jack Hermanson isn't ranked yet. So, I've seen David Branch fight. I like him. Uh, I'm going to go with a submission win on this one. And then, like I said, uh, Edson Barboza versus Justin Gaith. Gaith is ranked number eight, and Edson Barboza is number six. This has potential to be a fight of the night. I'm going to go with Gaith as the winner. And... I think it's going to be another solid card. Uh, I think it's going to be three, you know, three weeks in a row of a solid UFC, ESPN fight night cards. So I think that's going to be it for us this week. Uh, before we go, uh, head over to Twitter. You can follow us there at Jimbo ST Sports. You can follow the show at ST Sports Podcast. You can follow Shoulders, who will be on with me tomorrow night at shoulders underscore bro head over to bellyupsports.com uh i write some articles for them other people are there that write a lot better articles than i do and very entertaining too um they have some merchandise there as well but you could also find the show on two uh, itunes uh tune in radio uh, spotify google play like i said at the top of the show all the all the main ones um, that you would normally find your other podcast on. But until tomorrow, this is your good friend Jimbo signing out.